we were talking the other day about the team's integration. It just got me going because right after that, I got on a call with Ring Central, and then they were talking about Glip. And I was, you know, like, well, you know, why should any, you know, I've never really gotten too bought in on the Glip thing, although I guess I should. But, you know, because I just thought it was kind of always like, well, yeah, it's like a nice little add on. But I don't think, when I think Ring Central, I don't think I'm going to Glip, right? But when I think Call Tower, I automatically think 365, I think teams. So yeah. I guess the first question is unique to, I guess, why are you guys very unique? And why are you unique to teams and everyone else on this uh, versus everyone else on this planet, right? Like why, how and why is it your size, your money, your organization? Like why Call Tower over any of the other Microsoft white glove shops? So we have a little bit of a unique play compared to some of the other UCAS providers out there, but also MSPs, right? There's MSPs that sell Microsoft services, and then there's other UCAS providers out there, like you mentioned, RingCentral, right? So RingCentral, 8x8, all the other players out there, quote unquote, have plugins to a Microsoft environment. What kind of makes Call Tower different in that sense is that everything we do from a Microsoft perspective is native to the application. So in a Skype for Business world, we're actually hosting Skype for Business servers. That's our platform behind the scenes field. There's no other, well, we do have other platforms, but when we're talking about a Microsoft world, our Microsoft platform is a Microsoft-based platform that we're actually hosting within our data centers. So that's really where our differentiator is because everything that we do from a Skype for Business side is native to the, the application. So what that means in you know simple terms is you don't have to download another application. There's no plugin. There's no headaches for the IT director or IT manager trying to you know configure this solution because you already get the Skype for Business application with Office 365. Same thing in a Teams world, right? And I know this is kind of jumping, but Teams is going to replace Skype for Business down the road. Yep. Right. So in a Teams world, there is a couple different options you have, just like there's a couple different options in Skype for Business. You can go to Microsoft directly and voice enable Teams or Skype, or you can do a direct routing solution yourself for where you basically buy SBCs, Microsoft certified SBCs, and you purchase SIP trunks from a certain provider uh-huh. and, and voice enable the Teams client yourself, right? That takes a lot of expertise behind the Microsoft scene. Now, just to, just to clarify there, you would do that in order to save money? Yeah, you could exactly because the other option you have, and that's definitely very cost effective. The downside of that is for redundancy purposes, if your SBC goes down, then your services go down, right? Right. So I mean, that's like old, that's kind of like, that's like a hybrid old school PBX versus Microsoft kind of like a, exactly. like you're in the neither world, but you're smart enough, you know enough about telecom that you're going to try and do it yourself, which you exactly. end up basically probably overloading yourself with a bunch of extra work that you don't need to do in the mid-market IT space. Right. Not to mention, you know, you have a couple different layers there for possibilities of failure, right? One is an SBC, right? If your infrastructure goes down, you're not in good shape. If your SIP trunk provider has issues, you're not in good shape. If Microsoft has issues, you're not in good shape, right? So that's three different areas in which you could fail. I'm very clear on that, on that scenario. Now, what about scenario number one, going to Microsoft? You just want to do that because of customer service or what? I mean, like, well, it's, it's cost and customer service. Microsoft does not necessarily want to consume voice licensing. They have that as an option, but why do you think they created the direct routing environment? Because they don't want to be the voice provider. They created the ability to add voice plans onto their licensing very uh-huh. easily. The reason they yeah. did that is because they knew people would take advantage of it, right? Right, right. So people are like, oh yeah, 12 bucks a seat? Sure, let's do it. So let me ask but you this. The better option is, yeah, and, and this is where I was getting at, Phil. The better option yeah. is to go to a direct routing partner, whether it's Call Tower or whether it's 
you know, there's like 10, 15 decent sized providers out there like Call Tower who do direct routing. We're probably one of the best options domestically. I would say there's other international partners that could do better things overseas than Call Tower can. But from mm-hmm. a domestic standpoint, we're probably the top option you have. And when you're looking at why you'd go to a direct routing partner, well, it's as simple as there's more features to be added with our other platforms in the background, but you're also looking at more flexible licensing plans. Give me an example of the features first. Let's, let's slow this down because I know you got a lot, but just give me an example of some of the features that you would get through a direct routing partner that you wouldn't get from, say, going direct or the SBC SIP trunking yourself route. Yeah, so if you do the SBC SIP trunking route yourself, there's probably a chance that you have a PBX in the background. So you can get some of those PBX features from mm-hmm. the Avaya systems or Cisco systems or North yep. or whatever you're basically doing the hybrid with. Yep. Well, in a call tower world, right, we're a direct routing partner. So we're directly routing most of your users into the Teams world. So most of your users are going to use the Teams telephony, Teams functionality from our SIP trunks, from our SBCs, right? Yep. The features that we're adding, though, are on a separate platform. And those features include like faxing, paging systems, call recording features, more advanced call flows, call routing features, because of the fact that Microsoft is never going to enable Teams to be able to handle that because they don't need to, right? right? They created Teams to be the best UCAS tool out there, which it's probably going to be once some of these bugs get worked out and once they you know, open up some of the APIs, which they haven't opened up yet. Yep. But from a phone system perspective, it's lacking features behind the scenes. And that's where a third-party direct routing partner like Call Tower comes into play and allows you to have a more flexible UCAS option while still using Teams as the primary application. Okay, so I got to ask you this very directly. Why you over anyone else? What makes you guys very, very unique? What makes you different? What makes you, I guess, leaders kind of like the race to the team space right now? What's going to make everyone else roll their eyes and be like, no, that's not really unique. But actually, I don't want them rolling their eyes. I want them actually going, oh, oh crap. Like that really is unique. Mm-hmm. What makes you guys unique versus the rest? Of, because I know you guys are a leader in the space. I mean, I know some of these things, but I want to hear from your perspective, what you're seeing since you, you know, do, you're working with thousands of partners every day. I work with hundreds, but I'd like to hear right. from you. What you're seeing is the, kind of really the biggest unique factor. Well, the unique factor of us between any other UCAS provider out there is the fact that we're native, right? But if you're talking about us between Microsoft and some of the other direct routing partners, what differentiates us between those people? Yep. Because those are the competitors that we're really going to have to beat. The other UCAS providers, we're not going to have to beat necessarily because we're native to Teams and that's our huge value add there, right? Yep, yep. What makes us unique to the direct routing partners is the fact that we have alternative platforms. These direct routing partners, what they've done is they've created the gateway between the PSTN and Microsoft. That's yep. all they have running in the background, Phil. What we have is other PBX platforms. So when a user comes to you and says, hey, we want a provider to be able to do it all, but we know that we know Teams can't provide our contact center solution. We right. know Teams can't integrate with these old analog phones that we have within our data center without purchasing gateway equipment for those, mm-hmm. right? Which they would have to do if they go to another direct routing partner. Uh purchase gateway equipment. They'd have to purchase all the stuff to integrate with those, you know, old analog devices or paging systems, whatever it might be. Yep. The uniqueness of call towers that we're providing a full end-to-end solution under a majority of the users will be using Teams. But then there's always the, the fact that Teams is limited in certain circumstances. And that's where we're providing that extra feature. And that's what really differentiates us. Okay. Is that kind of what you were looking for? Yeah. I mean, you just got me thinking when you said analog devices and stuff, I was thinking 
I started thinking healthcare. Like, you know, I started thinking, you know, emergency or I started thinking elevator lines and stuff like that. So are you telling me that you're actually going to integrate with like elevator lines and some of those other analog features and kind of marry the two together? I would tell you we can. I would tell you we don't do it all the time, right? We don't do elevators necessarily all the time. But right. what I do do is you said nursing homes or, or you said healthcare, right? I thought right, right. off the bat nursing home, right? Uh-huh. So we have a couple nursing homes that have like VG224 gateways, which are a Cisco analog gateway, right? Yep. It's basically a router that converts digital traffic to analog traffic, right? Right. So some of these nursing homes have huge buttons on their phones. Yep. Right. And these nursing home, these nursing home clients or whatever you want to call them, residents, right? I should call them residents. But our home, it's kind of like a quasi, it's not home healthcare, but it's a nursing home. I gotcha. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like assisted living almost. And these people that live at these assisting living homes have a very standard analog phone in their, in their rooms. Right. They have big buttons so they can see them, right? They don't need Teams features on those phones. No, they need to hear, they need to hear it loud. Exactly. Uh, and they need, and to, they need to, to make a phone call. Exactly. So if they type in one, two, three, four to hit a nurse, right? An extension, uh-huh. that nurse can be walking around all over the place on a mobile device and pick that up on her team's client. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's so cool. that, that transition that, that is basically going from call towers platform to teams, but we make it so that handoff so easy because we're hosting both platforms within our infrastructure. So, so that's talk, why. So talk to me about that. So that's kind of like a team slash your soft phone on their mobile device type of marrying together. No, it's all under Teams. So we don't we don't marry any soft phones into Teams. We use Teams as the soft phone. Oh, wow. What, okay. what that is I'm talking about is technically that would just be an analog. Technically, we're doing like a third-party SIP handoff uh-huh. from that analog phone right. to an extension. But in the background, that extension is actually a Teams line. Yep. And that Teams line is still under call towers environment. So uh-huh. that handoff is directly, it's an inner office call. So they're not hitting the PSTN at all. That's just an extension dial. And then that nurse is picking that up on her team's phone, Yep. which he or she, I should say he or she is picking that up on their team's client on their mobile phone, or they can pick it up on their mobile phone, right? They have a bunch of different options. Now here's the key piece though there. The key piece here is a, it's, it's transparent to the users themselves, but the big key piece is that an IT director looking to do all of that integration on their own would have a very long project on their hands. Yeah, exactly. And they'd have more equipment to manage. Yep. They would have to, they would have to have a PBX in the background to integrate, to marry. They'd, the, they'd most likely have to have an MSP. They'd most likely have to have their phone exactly. guy or an MSP phone guy hosting a local server in their data center. And probably that would, would drive costs up, not to mention uh, probably disaster avoidance, other questions around, is it really truly geo-redundant? Numerous other factors. Exactly. Okay, awesome. So let me ask you this, and this is the key one. If you have to think of the top five, what are the top five problems around implementing teams, managing it, et cetera? What are the top five problems that you guys see people running into, the biggest kind of juggernaut issues that either IT directors or people are running into that you guys help make go away? Probably has something to do with implementing, managing it. Maybe we start with, can you take over their, you know, E3 licensing and kind of help like bring everything home into one spot or, you know, where do you want to start with that? Yeah, the top five problem, well, top five, there's not necessarily top five problems, Phil, right? Because there's, in every implementation, there's different problems. But I would say I could give you top three. Top three, one would be porting the numbers to Microsoft services, right? That's a self-managed porting process. 
And as you know, porting can be a bear sometimes. So being a you know carrier and also being our own rest board, call tower can port those numbers over and it will actually handle that process for the client, right? And that's included in that cost, which right. is huge for someone who doesn't want to do the porting process themselves, right? Yep. That's probably the main caveat we see in a Microsoft world. Another one- It's interesting too, because in the telecom world, you don't think of porting as like a big, you don't think of as porting as a big deal all the time. You you think of it as like, hey, we've got to be ready for this. You've got to get all the things right. You got to fill out the LOA perfectly. You've got to dot your I's, cross your T's. You got to make sure you have your bill copy. You got to make sure you, you know, do all this annoying stuff, very detailed, and then hopefully everything will port correctly. But you don't normally think of that as like the number one thing. Right. Porting to Microsoft is a big deal, I guess. It is. Yeah. And it, well, it is a big deal because you have no help from a telco team. Right. And that actually becomes a big deal, especially if you're not used to porting numbers or you've never done it before. So that's, that's one issue, Phil, right? Yeah. Another issue is exactly what you mentioned, expertise behind the Microsoft platform. In a Microsoft world, most of the time, the call flows, we're going to help the client build out within Office 365. So they get all that consolidated functionality under the team's client. The other stuff that we enhance, right, we can build out in our platform. That's a different story. So the other problem is people don't understand how to build out these call flows. They don't know how to build out their user voicemail boxes properly and basically enable unified messaging to be, you know, the standard communication environment for their organization in Office 365. I.e. voicemail to email for anyone. I.e. voicemail to email, i.e. setting up day and night call flows, i.e. anything related to Exchange and now it's going to, you know, be pushed to, well, it's pushed to Azure now, right? But anyways, that is where people get confused because they don't have Microsoft expertise. Now, let me just take that a step further. What about the the more old school of the users that have to have a phone sitting on their desk all the time. And like, if you take my physical phone away, I'll probably shoot somebody and I need to have a blinky blinky light on my phone telling me this, I need to be able to hold down the one or press the envelope button to check my voicemail or dial in old school. How would, how about making sure that we keep those functions intact for the people that have to have them? So that is a big deal. I wouldn't say it's a huge problem because once you enable Teams, it's basically Teams firmware on either a VVX or a Yealink phone, right? A Polycom VVX series or a Yealink T-series phone. Yep. Pretty straightforward with the features pulling over that phone. Yep. We have a provisioning server at Call Tower where we have multiple, right? That does it a little bit easier. Yep. Um, the firmware is, you know, automatically registered. That phone automatically registers when we provision the phones, right? In other words, it blasts out to all the phones. So someone doesn't have to touch each individual phone. Exactly. I guess my question is, would an IT director have to touch each individual phone if they were doing this on their own? Or would they be smart yes. enough to talk with someone and get one of those provisioning like softwares? Well, you could purchase a provisioning server, right? Or you yep. could, well, it depends who you're buying the phones from, right? Some companies that you buy the phones from have a provisioning server. So if you don't, if you buy them on Amazon, right, you have to touch yeah. each individual phone because that they're yeah. not a, they're not a it's phone. A re- dude, it's a crazy research project. If you're going to do this on your own, it's insane. I mean, I don't see how, I mean, to me, it's at least, it's at least eight months of work on top of your normal job on top of your normal, you know, managing a help desk, uh, doing everything else that you do, taking care of your users on a daily basis. And there's too many things that can go wrong. And there's too many areas of people that can complain and really make your life miserable. At least yeah. from my, from what I see. Uh, and another okay. thing, Phil, and this is and why I pay for it and you don't have to pay for it. Like, exactly. Here's the other thing too. It's like, why wouldn't you want handholding? And then the third is we've optimized our network for PSTN functionality, right? Uh-huh. So meaning we have 40 different carriers we're working with. We understand the PSTN. Microsoft makes updates 
to their you know, application to their platforms all the time. If you're making updates without telling people when these updates are scheduled, then those phones are going to reboot and that's going to interrupt your services, right? What we're doing is we're, yes, you can push through these updates, right? But our telephony environment's not being affected by that. So Microsoft's uptime, right? Their SLAs are 99.9. Yep, yep. Okay? And the reason they have 99.9 is because of the fact that they're constantly making updates to their different, their infrastructures, right? And their uptime is actually not as good as you would think it is because people don't notice blips and blurps in exchange, right? Your email might say, oh no, it's got to reboot. Yeah, cool. yeah. That doesn't matter. But right? When you're on a quarterly earnings call. Exactly. With, I don't know, a couple thousand people or I don't know, however we can, dial, well, that, would that even affect that? Would you even do that through a conference call? Let's just say you're on a very important call with, you know, 20, 30 people and Microsoft does an update. Are you telling me it's going to drop that call? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been in it that. It could happen. But it could definitely happen. And, and I have a client, this is actually a funny story, right? I have a client that's using our CT Cloud Voice platform, which uh-huh. is our, it's basically a meta switch, right? Yeah. They're using us as a backup to Microsoft Teams directly with Microsoft. Why right. are they doing that? Because they've had an interruption in their conferencing with these, this is a law firm called New York City. Okay. Uh-huh. I can have you call David if you want. You can talk to him. But, you know, keep that between us. You don't need to put that in the article, right? And they're using the, they're using our CT Cloud voice platform as a backup. And they might even use it as their primary phone system now because of the fact that they're concerned that Microsoft will start pushing out updates and have some downtime in their voice services because they don't really care about that, Phil. That's, they, as long as they're hitting on 99.9% of their SLAs, which with Microsoft's huge, vast infrastructure yeah. is, a de- is actually a decent amount of downtime per year. So not saying that call tower is necessarily so much better with uptime, even though I would say we are based on how we have the, our yeah. infrastructure and SBC set up. Yeah. But that's another reason why Microsoft's positioning direct routing partners. Right. Because of the fact that they don't care about the telephony uh-huh. and they're not providing necessarily any support except to those enterprise, you know, 5,000 seats or greater companies. Yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be some people that are thinking, okay, this is all great, but obviously I'm going to have to pay a hefty price for this. Mm-hmm. So is there a difference in price? Between us and Microsoft, we're usually less expensive. Now, Microsoft- why would that be? So why would, so, to me, this is like a no brainer, right? But people are going to be skeptical. and be like, no, this is too good to be true. I don't get it. You know, I mean, why? I honestly, I can't answer that other than this, Phil. I think it's because Microsoft doesn't necessarily care about the voice licensing. They discount for nonprofits because they can write it off, right? It's as simple as that. When they give out government licensing and nonprofit licensing, uh-huh. they can discount the voice because they can, right? Yeah, They're, I know the little, you go to the website, you got to get times a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, for any commercial client that's looking for a UCAS solutions, you're paying 12 bucks for domestic and then another 12 bucks for international. What that means to you is that's $24 per user just to add voice, okay? Or $12 per user if they're only a US- Through Microsoft, let's be clear. That's through through Microsoft. Microsoft. You've got to add an additional $24 per license to add voice for something that you've got to manage, for something that's a little bit clunky because you don't get everything that you need. And then you've got to deal with their support and you've got, or you've got to at least bring in a third party to help you take care of all of that. Exactly. And that third party is going to even cost you more money for the support aspect. Okay. So, now through you guys, what's, what, what does that picture look like? So to us, you can either purchase the Office 365 licensing on your own, right? What we you already have it. What if you already have it? You already have it, then that's fine. You already purchased it. So then Call Tower will add an unlimited seat 
And I don't know if you should publish this in the, in the article, Phil, uh-huh. because then, because this is like information that competitors could take a look at. And I know we're cost effective. Don't say it because I might use portions of this recording as well. So don't even okay. say it. So, uh, so that's unlimited calling. Is, is this published? Is this public? I mean, we don't, we don't publish it publicly, but I'm sure other direct routing partners are probably pretty similar. And the reason we're five is one to be competitive, but two, we're giving you everything Microsoft's giving plus a support and implementation team. Now we so talked about a price the other day that was even more aggressive than that. Now my, yeah, so the, and that's like a cent a minute. So metered rate at a cent a minute. That's so ridiculous. A penny a minute. And the reason why that's so crazy is because if you look at the, I don't know if it's national average or even global average of how many minutes a month an employee talks on a phone across an organization, across an organization, the average is about 200 minutes per user per month. That might sound a little bit low, right? It sounds like, no, I need the cricket plan. I would, no, you, I would even say that sounds high. <laughs> yeah. So two, So the average user, let's say you have a hundred users in your organization, the average user is using 200 minutes a month. So someone might use a thousand, but there's like 20 other people that don't even ever pick up their phone. It just sits there and collects dust on their desk. So, you know, a user at a penny a minute, let's just say you have a hundred users that talk that 200 minutes. Let's just use the average. That's 20,000 minutes a month times 0.01 is 200 bucks. So, so, so you could pay per user and then just $200 in usage. Right. That to me, that's, I don't see how anyone's going to compete with that. And I mean, that's just crazy. So you don't, let me just ask you, you don't want me publishing that? I probably not, Phil, because <laughs> okay. you know, we, we want to make sure that we're... How do we want to say this then where, where it doesn't sound hypey because no one likes sales hype. And I don't mm. like, and I've been accused before of, you know, people just not believing me or calling me the spin doctor just for telling the truth. So I'm not, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, totally so, so what do we want to say? I mean, do we want to just say, Hey, look, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I would say like, I would even be with me personally. I'd be willing to put money on the line. I'd be willing to say, look, if we can't come in and beat your original pricing, if you have a hundred users or more, and you let us quote your services, and we don't absolutely blow the competition out of the water, I would be willing to send that IT director a $100 bill in the mail. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. But uh, what I'm thinking too, Phil, is you think about it like this. Microsoft is going to be X amount of dollars, or you can do it yourself, right? And do it yourself. You purchase the infrastructure, purchase the SIP trunk provider, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. With our solution, we're going to give you what Microsoft's giving you for less of a cost. And that's guaranteed, right? And then we're also going to be able to, you know, do the whole hand-holding implementation, you know, support throughout the life of the contract for the same, if not less cost than what you're going to be paying directly to Microsoft. Uh So it makes zero sense to go to Microsoft in that sense. Yep. Because you're getting the exact same services for less or the same cost. But then we have to differentiate ourselves from the other players in the industry. And that's the direct, like your direct hosting. Yep. Your native hosting. Well, we're more flexible and versatile. That's really it. There's other direct routing partners that have 
infrastructure built out to fail, right? So between us and them, it's really it's really reputation and references at that point. Right. Well, like what, West, yeah, but what about West what about the number of partners you peer with? What about your what about geo redundancy? What about mm-hmm. um, you know, MPLS backbone or anything like that? Does any of that come into play? Yeah, and also what also comes into play is yes, redundancy is huge. Every partner is going to be pushing that, right? Every direct routing partner is going to be pushing redundancy. If you don't have it, then you're yeah. not an ideal player. Okay. Obviously. Um, yep. If you don't have, you know, the support and implementation, you're not an ideal player. What, now what about just general, what about 365 support? What about like, was, hey, Exactly. We, I was just going to mention that. So okay. where we come into the picture is we're a gold partner. We're a gold CSP. So when you're talking about, when you bring up questions during the implementation, how do I set up my unified messaging? How do I set up my call flows in Office 365? That's something our implementation team can walk you through. Uh-huh. Other companies can't say that. The only right, other company- uh, what about like, I don't know, uh, 12 months down the line, a year and a half down the line and holy, I mean, geez, we got, you know, we're growing really fast. We've got 50 more users and, and 25 people quit and I'm just, you know, I'm flooded right now and I need your help managing these users and making all these changes. Like, you know, how can you help? Yeah. And that's something our support team helps out with. Any move ad changes, you're going to be able to reach out to our support team. Uh-huh. Usually it's a 24 hour turnaround for move ad changes. Uh-huh. Um, if you call in, it's quicker than that. It's within an hour, they'd be able to make those changes. And are these people that have access to, I mean, like, is there any, you know, one thing we didn't talk about is uh, security. Um, kind of like, are there any security holes or any differences there from a security standpoint that an IT director would be concerned about? No, because our, our compliance and security, say protocols, right, or even just compliance in general falls under the same as Microsoft because our call paths are encrypted to Microsoft's environment and every data piece stored in Teams, every call made is yep. encrypted at you know, transit and rest. So everything from a Microsoft standpoint, from a compliance standpoint, actually stays within that infrastructure. So we fall under the same compliance as Microsoft. We don't even have compliance certificates at call tower because we don't need to. Okay. Okay. Um, so security is not an issue. The only issue would be is if we're recording calls, then we have to figure out where we want to where we want to store those, right? We can store them in our data centers, which are compliant under like PCI, SOC, HIPAA, that sort of thing. Yep. Yep. Which is great, right? People like that. But at the end of the day, some people, especially European-based clients, want things stored in European data centers. So we push yeah. it out to like an FTP site, purge the data, then push it to their sites. That's more of a custom kind of like, yeah. how do we want to... I mean, that's going to come up with... That's more in solution design. And no one's going to escape that. No one's going to escape that issue. If you need to record calls and you need to have... Uh, you know, credit card compliance or whatever it is, HIPAA compliance, all that PCI compliance, all the different stuff. That's always going to be in case by case basis, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. And most people don't, I mean, how not many, I would say, I mean, I wouldn't even say 90% of the people out there need call recording or even turn it on anyways. Right. So any other problems around implementing, managing, anything else? around this. How about just in general teams versus how about you guys just versus the rest of the world? What about someone that just says, you know, fine, you know, forget 365. Let's go Google Docs and, you know, Glip with Ring Central or, you know, Slack or something else. You know, like what what about just kind of like the in general conversation there? Yeah. So that's where we position another platform, Phil. We wouldn't even go to Teams direction in that realm. If they're not an Office 365 shop, which a majority of businesses out there are a Microsoft shop. But if they're not, right, then we're not positioning Teams or Skype for business. Right? Oh, so we're you're probably- telling me you do have another option as well, even. Yeah, exactly. And that's our CT Cloud voice platform. 
You yeah. can basically think of it as very similar to Ring Central, eight by eight. We actually use, if we're talking about a full UCAS suite, we actually use Zoom technology in the background. So, oh, so you guys are plugged in with Zoom. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I can show you like a demo of that too, because it looks and feels almost the same as this meeting right here. Yep. And, and what's cool about us versus like the Ring Central Zoom integration, because that's what Ring Central is using as well, is MetaSwitch purchased infrastructure and resources from Zoom to be able uh-huh. to, create that, to create that integration. So our application, which is a session, yep. session meeting console, uh-huh. it's all integrated within the tool itself. So it's not separate applications. It's not like you're downloading Zoom separately to a session. No, I get it. I'm pretty oh, familiar with their wholesale with their wholesale rollout process because I went through Zoom with a wholesale rollout overseas with a telco overseas. So, yeah, it's a little different than that though because we're actually branding it CT Cloud Meeting. So it's not necessarily a Zoom wholesale. Okay. It's more. It's more we're leveraging Zoom's platform in the background. But we actually own, we have ownership because of our relationship with MetaSwitch within that platform. So we're hosting MetaSwitch in our data centers. And then MetaSwitch has the Zoom technology built within their session platform. So nice. it's, it's awesome. great. It's cool. That's actually the best. And most people out there, you know, are not going to re- probably know what we're talking about when we talk MetaSwitch versus the other options. It's like, in, in my opinion, that's the best, that's the best rollout. I like that infrastructure better, even though 90% of the world's going to do it differently. Mm-hmm. You're talking about you like the MetaSwitch rollout option? Yes. Yeah, and what I can tell you too about it is it's, it's pretty easy, right? What's the number one pain point in UCAS technology partners out there is the fact that the rollouts go sideways sometimes, right? Yeah. MetaSwitch is very easy. And because the technology is built within the platform, right? So Zoom's built within the MetaSwitch platform. That means if Zoom goes down, right, the MetaSwitch technology is not going to go down. So it's all consolidated. You don't have to worry about troubleshooting multiple applications. Zoom's not going down though. No, I agree. They've got to be one of (laughs) my favorite companies. And then that IPO the other day was great. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're probably the, well, they they are the best collaborative tool out there, I think. Collaboration tool out there. Um, So cool. I really appreciate you taking this time. Is there anything else that you can think of that we have not talked about that we should have talked about? No, I think we hit on the high points, Phil, for sure. And obviously we can go into the weeds if we have to, but just okay. like takeaway points, you want to think about obviously nativity into Microsoft. That's going to be huge for your clients. The ability to add layers to Teams, right? Because Teams is a vanilla offering, even though it has a ton of features from a phone system or PBX side, it doesn't necessarily. And that's where, you know, Call Tower being a direct partner is going to add some value there. Okay. And then also the other things like implementation, pricing, right? All that's included in the service costs. So it just makes sense to go to a direct routing partner. Hence now, why Microsoft made it so easy. Really, that's really, they understood what they were doing. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. So let me ask you this though. Does this make your job easier or do you like your job over there? At Call Tower? Yeah. Yeah, it makes, honestly, Skype was kind of a bear sometimes, right? Uh-huh. So the way Microsoft, and the reason being is because Microsoft created Skype differently than they created Teams. It's a completely different platform now, even though it's yep. supposedly going to replace Skype for business down the road. Not for enterprise organizations yet, but, you know, eventually it's going to replace Skype, right? And right. I would say. Just like right. Skype replaced Link. But you asked if it makes my life easier over here. 100% it does. It's such a, it's an easy sell because how easy it is to implement. And every day, you know, average Joe IT staff is going to want to work with a third party. 
they do anyway from uh-huh. an Office 365 standpoint. So why not add a you know an expert behind the scenes in the telephony? Because that's where it's going to get even more confusing for them. So let me ask you this. They bought, let's just say, and this is the last question here. They, hey, I, I spent, you know, whatever, $100,000 last uh, in January already on licensing and uh, it's not up for renewal until January of next year. Can you guys still come in, take over that licensing and be kind of transparent in the background there and help them do the Teams migration or the voice migration at the same time? Yeah, it depends, right? So if they're working with a third-party CSP, they can switch over their partner of record to us. We wouldn't bill for that licensing, right? Because they were already billed, but we can be the partner of record. And the next time it comes up for, you know, renewal, then we can renew that for them. The voice licensing in any provider you go to, even Microsoft, right? Is always separate. They're always going to charge you more. So that's the scenario where it's like, Hey, do you want to pay 24.95 or do you want to pay, you know, half that price? Right, exactly. And get a heck of a lot more and get full management and everything like that. Gotcha. Exactly. Yep. And we... You know, and that's exactly how you want to think of it, right? As a UCAS provider, you're always going to have to pay more if you're replacing your telephony and UCAS in infrastructure, right? Or even just enabling UCAS in a Teams world. So think of us as the you know alternative license model to that, and then you can also run it side by side to your existing relationship you already have with Microsoft. All right, really cool, awesome. <laughs>